Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I do hope you had a great week. Mine has still been in the excessive hot 100 plus degrees outside and it's made it very hard to really enjoy being outside because it is about over 100 almost by the time it's about 9 o'clock in the morning and it doesn't go down until about 9 o'clock at the evening. So yeah, it's not been that great of a start for the summer and it makes it really hard um however uh it's it's really neat but my sister will be having her first child which will make me an uncle um for the first time and you know my wife and i don't have kids but this will be my sister and her husband's first child and my parents got to go and visit them for a baby shower and also some friends so it was really neat to see that uh unfortunately we didn't get to go but um, I did get to talk to her yesterday, so it was pretty cool. However, uh, you know, today, in today's episode, you know, I was trying to figure out what would be a good topic to talk about. And I was trying to figure out how to talk about the understanding of progressive. So, one of the things I've been learning throughout this time is that there is a format of wordage that people will use and have many different meanings to what that means. Now, a lot of times when, you know, I point out progressive Christianity, and this is kind of what that's really mostly about in some sense, to give understanding and clarity of progressiveness. Now, if we were to look at humanity as a whole and see the sciences of progress that we've been able to see, we can see that there was a lot of good stuff and there was bad stuff. Military, we see good stuff and we see bad stuff. If we were to see technology as a whole and, and, and inventions that were going on in the early 1900s, late 1800s, and just seeing all the creativity that was being progressed, we have telephones, we have lights, we now have computers, we have technology that allows us to communicate with each other without using a wire. We can see how progress has done good things, even in the medical field. We can transplant good organs and replace bad ones. We can repair a damaged arm. We can cure some diseases we can create things in the medical world that back in the early 1800s would have been impossible at least not with success high mortality and yet we could still see how bad things has come out of it as well so when we think of progress we can and or be, being progressive we're thinking well progress so what is the matter with the idea of a progressive christian if they're just trying to trying to progress their christianity to today there's nothing wrong with that if you were to just nitpick it at that point i would say yes you're right we can't do everything that we used to do in the 1800s today and work it and there's but there's a lot of reasons to why some things that did work can't work today 
a lot of it is because our culture has heavily changed. People aren't looking for churches like they used to. People aren't sending their kids to Sunday school class like they used to. And if they are sending them, they're not going. We are not teaching the same way we used to teach. I can tell you, my Sunday school classes growing up, I don't think today, actually, that's the same type of Sunday school classes I'm, that I would have had. Or at least the knowledge that I've gained from mine is it's not the same level. And a lot of it, even Sunday or not Sunday school, but youth group, I got a lot of good, strong education versus having just fun. Where I know even when I was starting to help out with youth groups, I mean, one youth pastor I had, you know, went from teaching more to teaching less. And then I had, I've seen other youth pastors where they teach more and they play less. And what I've seen in the difference between the two and even myself when I was teaching it, I see progress in the kid's life to grow up, to be better people. Even if they're not following God, which is what my hope is always on. They don't look at life like a child when they're 18. They're a little bit more mature. You know, we could thank the parents who also understood what I was trying to do when they stepped up a bit too to teach their kids to grow up a little bit. You see, in the partnership of progress, we could see progress and growth. However, my concern is progressive Christianity is not about the progress of the Christian. It's about changing the foundation to be more open, inclusive, willing to be not so harsh, talk less about sin and hell. I mean, a lot of progressive Christians don't even believe hell exists. Or don't want to, which is kind of funny because in the emergent church, that was the same movement about 15 years ago. So where in examples do we get to see something of that type of mindset? That's why I'm, I'm calling this progressive painting because the, the idea is in the progressive movement, it's painting a different art, a different work from the old one. It's repainting that work, that painting. You see, if we go to 1 Samuel 8, Samuel was getting old and Israel wanted a king. You see, beforehand they were a theocracy. God led them. That was their government. God led government. But they wanted a king. And Samuel was just kind of like, well, you know, I mean, God's been leading you. And they're like, no, we want to be, we want a king. And Samuel's like, I, I, you know, I don't think it'd be a good idea. I mean, you have God. Why, why do you need anything else? We want a king. Samuel, you know, went to God and said, okay, you know, Lord, they, they, they want to be king. So God, you know, said, told them, this is what you tell them. This is what it's going to be like if they have a king. 
And he was like, okay, I, I will tell him exactly. And so you go down to, I mean, the whole first majority is about that conversation, but you get down to verse 19, it says, but the people, like he, he warned them and he told them, um, and, and you know, verse 18 says, and that day you will cry out because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. And the people responded, refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, no, but there shall be a king over us that we also may be like all the other nations, like all the nations. And that our king may judge us and go before us and fight our battles. And when Samuel heard all the words of the people, he repeated them in the ears of the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, obey their voice, make them a king. Samuel said to the men of Israel, go every man to his city. And God does choose a king for them. Well, we know him as King Saul. But here's the key thing. With God, they had a protector, they had a judge, and he fought their fights. For some reason, Israel just thought that wasn't enough because they wanted to look like the rest of the world. Progressive Christianity is doing the same thing. Well, you know, the old way is great, but, you know, the rest of the religions and the rest of the people in this culture, that's not how they view this world. That's not how they view life. That's not how they make decisions. We, we, we should be more like them. You know, we should repaint this image of Christianity because we want to fit in. You know, they're, they're all about love. Well, let's jump on that because wasn't Jesus all about love? You see how much today's Christianity has kind of done what Israel has done. They're like, God, you know, you're great. Your Bible is amazing, but we want to be more like everybody else. And God said, well, hey, and the whole New Testament and the whole Bible in, in many sense tells you what happens when you fall away from what God has told you. And when you decide to do it your own way. And when you listen to false teachings, it, there's plenty of warnings all through the scriptures telling you what's going to happen to you. And the people still say, yeah, but we want to be like the rest of the nations. We want to be like the culture. We want to be like other religions. Because look how progressive they are. Look how much they've influenced people. Look how much they have changed people's lives. So God says, okay. You, you, we, we're seeing consequences of that. And it's definitely starting to change views and ideologies and basically emotional feelings is more of the spiritualism that we follow. But the truth is, progressiveness, the progressive movement... What does it really celebrate? Does it really celebrate God and what God has done, what Jesus has done? No, it celebrates man. And you will see about an article on Thursday, they also celebrate nature, earth. And it's kind of ironic because 
most humans on this earth, depending on what originally you want to say, humans and, and the earth are what is more focused on, if you not notice the culture. Protect the earth, you know, protect, protect. It's not saying that we shouldn't, you know, do our part to protect the earth, but it shouldn't be a focus. Oh, you know, but look how great all these people have done. Look at all these achievements. That's not where our focus is supposed to be. See, the other time where I, I can see a, a misinterpretatal view is actually in Genesis 3. We all remember that Adam and Eve were told by God, do not eat of this tree because you'll surely die. We also know the serpent convinced Eve. Now, did God really say you're going to die? I mean, if we go to verse four, it says, but the serpent said to the woman, will you not surely die? For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You see, the, see <laughs> that's the progressive movement. You see, the, the, the normality has always been for Adam and Eve. We can eat anything we want. We get to spend time with God. We get to live our life here on Earth fruitful. And for however long they've been doing it, I honestly think there had to be some type of thought in Eve's mind or even Adam's of questioning and maybe Satan heard them discussing and talking about something. And you notice that Eve was more susceptible, ugh, more susceptible. I'm really bad in my vocabulary. And he uh, decided to prod at her more. You see, the progressive movement would say, oh, there's a secret. And we, ha we have the answer because we're not so closed-minded. We're not, like, focusing on the scriptures alone and making it very, you know, just barely open. We, you know, we got to open it a little bit more because there's a secret. And look at the serpent gave her the answer to that secret. See, she wouldn't really die. She'd just be more like God. Because one of the other things, as you'll see in that article, is oneness. An emergent church teaching about oneness. The idea is <coughs> these forms of progressiveness is rewriting the truth. You see, when they ate of the fruit, the progressive would point out, well, look, they didn't really die. So, was God lying? Well, if you read the scriptures more, verse 13 tells you, you know, God's like, woman, what have you done? And she's like, oh, the serpent deceived me. Notice she didn't say, well, God, you deceived me. I ate it of the fruit and I didn't die. That's not what she said. No, she said the serpent deceived her, which means she fell for my guilt. Which means that what she knew what she was doing was wrong. But the thing is, neither of them repented. And so they were given a curse. 
So you see, you got you guys got to understand the painting that's going on around us isn't always something so drastic. Sometimes it's just enough of a paintbrush on that Mona Lisa to change the painting without actually completely changing the painting. You see, that's where the deconstruction of the faith concept is coming in because they want to make a beautiful sounding word like deconstruction. You know, that's like taking something that maybe wasn't really a hundred percent true and breaking down those pieces that could possibly be in question. You know, we got to think just a little bit outside the box. We got to be more open-minded because maybe all the stuff we've been learning hasn't been true. Maybe, maybe we misread the scriptures a little bit and we, we thought that's what it was. And all those hundreds of people who have been teaching the same thing since the apostles, maybe they're wrong. You see, that's deconstruction of it. That's the progressive painting. We have fallen away from this mindset because there has to be more because I mean, everybody else is doing all this amazing things. They're part of these agendas. They're a part of history. And you see, if you're not noticing it's, it's all about me being a part of something. It's all about me making something. It's about me becoming something more than what I am because we, we don't live in a society where, Hey, you know, we're knights running around. We're not cowboys who are protecting, we're not doing the chivalrous part anymore. Remember, I talked about an episode not too long ago about Is Chivalry Dead? If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, I also did one, I don't know, it was like a year and a half ago, but I did uh, 99% true, 1% lie. That's another perspective on what I'm talking about. Because here's the thing. What they are doing is taking a perfect masterpiece and saying that master yeah i know how great he was and i know how old school he was but and if he had just tweaked that part of that painting then it would be better see that's what progressive painting is all about if i could take something that has always been the normal and re writing it just a little bit it'd be more inclusive and open and man it would really start good conversations that would get good thinkers to come together which is once again getting into the philosophical ideology debates and talks that don't need to be there because the bible tells us it is not that hard it really is not that hard what we're supposed to be doing we have an agenda we have a purpose and yes we all come from different walks of life. We all have our different struggles. We all have our different, you know, sins that we're battling on a daily basis. However, as many have been discovering, other people are also battling the same thing. If we're all battling a lot of the same thing with just different parts, you know, different parts of the world, different parts of the United States, the foundation of our truth is what we're supposed to stand on. 
I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand on something that isn't stable because it can change the wimp. Because that's what it's basically like. It's like, oh, I'm on a, I'm a sound foundation. And then someone's like, oh, well, you're just, you're thinking too close-minded. That's the problem. You, you got to think a little bit more open. And instead of seeing the truth come out, but we're, we start seeing more questions that are diluted and less absolute. Take a quick break and I will come back right after this. Hey warriors, welcome back to the second episode or second half of the episode. No, second episode. Um, anyway, um, this is why it's very important to be very careful about what we're hearing and seeing in our churches today. This is why we need to be very careful in what we're hearing in the culture today. This is why we need to be on a, on a unaware or in discernment or in a defensive of what we're hearing. We have to be up to date in understanding of our scriptures, period. You got to know your truth. You got to know where it comes from because the progressives that are out there are wanting to break it down. And if you don't know it, you're going to be easily deceived and you're going to be easily influenced to go in a, a different direction away from truth. And a lot of times it's because we focus on me too much. And I, I know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm guilty on this too. I struggle sometimes and I have to remember it's not about me. It's about God. But sometimes at the same time, because of how much I've been through, it's harder because you want to see that hope. You want to see that peace. You want to see a way that you can be used by God. And that's something to strive for. However, you need to be careful. You don't allow yourself to be influenced by things that aren't biblical that are going to break you down versus get you on the right foundation. You know, in the merchant church, they looked at the scriptures like a big giant storybook. So nothing was literal, nothing was real. It was all these beautiful stories that can give us lessons because their honest goal was for oneness with God and not in the way of being in heaven with him. Uh, however, this is where the clever painting or the, the brush painting that comes into play gets involved. This is why we need to be careful because there is going to be things you're going to see. I am putting a video that's going to be, I think it's on Thursday, is going to be a sermon of a progressive pastor and everything he is saying is basically in your face about it because even like the beginning video i mean the intro the video music video they do all of it is a geared system of where they stand in a universal open-minded and you know inclusive church and much of what he he teaches is not necessarily in a, in a biblical perspective, he tries to kind of 
a passively aggressive view because he wants to side with the progressive movement. And it's all geared towards oneness, inclusiveness, and a way to really find... Well, honestly, the way he described it is that Jesus is one of many ways to God. You know, it's called a metaphoric view of the Bible and of Jesus. Um, let's see. At the bottom of that video, there's some comments that come up. And one person asks him, you know, did Jesus rise bodily from the dead? He answered. Now, I have it flipped around what he actually answered, but there's a reason why I did it that way. is because he answered in the second half of his answer is Jesus was crucified, but lives on through our actions when we live out his teachings in the world. So in other words, he doesn't see Jesus death and resurrection. Because remember, if you've been listening to any of my podcasts in the past, new age, new thought, um, emergent church movement, the progressive movement, all are geared towards the idea of oneness and oneness. You you'll hear in music, worship music. Sometimes I will say you'll hear it a lot in Hillsong music, especially the, it's more of the newer stuff that we hear, like in the last like 10 years or less. Um, not all of the songs, but many of the songs. You need to be very, very careful because that is the teaching behind it. Also with elevation music, a lot of, a lot of their more updated last six years type music has been that way. You see, that's that movement that's inside of our church because the idea is that God, or I should say Jesus, figured out how to have that oneness mind with God. And so therefore we need to strive for that oneness mindset of God. And then this first part, the reason why he said what he says, because I tend to believe in a more metaphorical resurrection. In other words, we can also receive that same type of resurrection in us by doing the progressive movement ideology. There's an article I will have. Maybe I think that might be the Thursday one and the video might be Wednesday or it might be Friday and Thursday. It's one of those days. But the other thing I put is an article that has 10 or the eight points of uh, progressive Christianity. And you'll notice that none of it is really, like I would say probably majority of it is not even biblical, but um, it's nothing about sin. Because what they have done is they've kind of taken the art world into Christianity and have kind of made sin as more of an abstract idea. I, I mean, I've recently heard someone actually use pleasured or pleasing God versus un, like not pleasing God. And in the liberation theology, it's the oppress versus the oppressor. It, it, see, the thing is, it's like a repainting of understanding sin is being separation from God and grace being given something that we don't deserve 
because there is a holy God. See, even though he is being more direct on his view, this is the teaching we are seeing in the church. But you have to first break down that foundation to have people follow. This is where I think it's been quite a few decades of the changing that we see in our Christian culture. I don't know if you've noticed, but at least in the last couple of decades, most people don't bring a Bible. Most people don't even open up the Bible to read while the pastor is reading the scripture. Most people just read what they see and hear what they hear. And they just assume because that guy or sometimes uh, women say, I am a Christian pastor. Therefore, boom, they have license to say whatever they need to say because their words are just as equal as God's holy word. Wrong. See, the breakdown of the Bible is based on the idea that Bible is not the only source of truth. Can't be. Because then it would have to be absolute. It would have to be foundation and if we're trying to break down the foundation it can't be the bible is the only way of truth see to, to blindly get people to follow you have to remove the idea that where they've been standing is the only thing to stand on you have to stand in front of them and say hey over here, you know, hey, we, we follow the Bible too. However, we also have these amazing other pastors that have been teaching 20 years and they've been teaching stuff that just takes that Bible and makes it alive. Hey, over here, all this worship music, man, it makes you feel spiritual and connected to God. Man, you just, just come right over here. I mean, look how much bigger our foundation is. And yet when you go and step, that little spot you're stepping on is the only foundation that's biblical. The rest of it is all man-made destruction. And as you start stepping into all those other areas, you start seeing cracks appearing at the bottom because eventually they're going to fall. And yet there's so many people willing to step on all this other platform because it makes them feel powerful, it makes them feel spiritual, it makes them feel like they are worth more than everything this world can offer. Because it's not leading to God, it's leading to themselves finding a spiritual awakening within them. And it's less about the Bible and more about the self. I want to say that today, bring your Bibles, open up your phone and look at the verses that the pastor is preaching, making sure that what he is saying is not a context either. Just because they went to seminary doesn't make them suddenly an expert. I find more wisdom in people who didn't go to seminary because they spend more time in God's word and less on trying to look good and less on trying to be knowledgeable unless on trying to fit the the mold the platform 
You see, going down um, into Ephesians 4, you, well, actually, I, I, yeah, Ephesians 4, go to verses 11. We need to be unaware, and this, this is what, what we've been given. It says in verse 11, He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip saints to the work of ministry or building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of man. Nope. The fullness of inclusiveness. Nope. In the fullness of fitting in this world. Nope. In the fullness of Christ. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. By human cunning, which is what's going on. The human progressive painting. By craftiness and deceitful schemes. You see, the thing is... I have a video that's of a progressive pastor and it's very in your face, but I also have another one of a guy who's talking about a current so-called progressive, um, he calls him a theologian that he had, that he's trying to point out, see this guy, he's deceptively painting. Cause that's why I loved about about it is that he's using the, the phrase painting. And that's where I was like, perfect title, progressive painting. Because what he's trying to show is that it sounds right and sounds good and looks good with the eyes. Man, you just improved that Mona Lisa. They, they want you to think that they have a better secret that the apostles were never taught. That all these hundreds of years of these other people have not been teaching because they had an agenda. Because here's another secret that's never been a secret, but progressive movements have been around forever. Every time someone tries to step away from the foundational understanding of who God is and his commandments in disobedience, you are progressing into humanism. You're progressing into worldlinessism. You are stepping away from the truth because you don't think the truth is enough. Continue. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into the world. Into man. Nope. Into sin. Nope. Into trying to fit in with everybody else. Nope. Into Christ. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped. And the equipment that is talking about is the foundational understanding of where we come from and the teachings that have been taught, spending time in God's word, praying every, you know, every day, uh, living out your life biblically, obeying God, honoring God, recognizing that when you are sinning, it is wrong. And so you repent. 
and you try to live holy again. You try to chase after what is good. You try to chase out what is upright. You try to be patient, kind. You follow the Holy Spirit, long-suffering. You see, that's what it means by being equipped with the understanding. And if you have a progressive mindset, everything is open. There's no such thing as an absolute because when you interpret the scripture, you see what you want to see. When I interpret the scripture, I can see what I want to see. And you're like, but no, there is a foundational connection to a foundational absolute. Oh, well, no, well, the words that were used, I, I, I tend to interpret them to mean more fluent or more open, or it may mean more, you know, it, it doesn't mean so absolute. You see, progressive movements in, in our churches throughout all the years have always tried to dilute the foundation enough to make it be soft so that they can reform it into a different way. That's how it works. Verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Ironically, looking at today, people are creating their own body. Let that sink in a little bit. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it built itself up in love. And it's not the love of this world. It is a godly love of who we are supposed to love first. And it, our bodies, our actions, our words, our minds will reflect that. Doesn't mean we'll be perfect until we get to heaven. But what it does mean that today we can live our life upright. And the only way you can have a solid foundation is if that foundation is built on who Christ is. On the scriptural version of Christ. Because a lot of these progressive leaders and movements, they have their own view of Jesus and his purpose. We have a choice. We go to Second Peter. Actually, I have I have John fourteen. Let me see. I must have ran past. Yeah, I did. So, if Jesus is not the only way, which this is the other place where they argue. Remember, Thomas said to him, "Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way?" In verse six of John fourteen, Jesus said, "I am the way." I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you have known my Father. From now on, do you know him and have seen him? You see, he is the only way, but the progressive mood doesn't want that because it needs to be more inclusive and it has to be accepting of everybody and everything and of every concept. This is why we have a progressive battle going on. Foundations absolute. Sin can't be in heaven. There is a hell. Jesus is the only way. God is holy. There is grace. 
there is redemption. There is repentance of sin. Change, live a life like this. No, I want to live the life like I want because I know what I want and I know what's best. You see, it always goes right back to me. But now we go to 2 Peter 2. I'm a little bit behind. But a false prophet also arose among the people just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. They will exploit you with false words. Their, their con condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. This is why this is coming in. This is why you need to be aware. This is why you need to have up a good defense because it is going to be very hard at times to not see the truth. And you're going to have a battle. You're going to struggle. You're going to sit there and you're going to try to have to figure this out because if you don't study up and you don't learn, you're going to get that confusion that's going to get in your way and you're going to be like, man, I don't understand what is going on. Why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel like there's something wrong, but I can't pinpoint it. You know, I still struggle with that and I've spent a lot of time in God's word. So because they are becoming much more easier of just barely changing the painting god's foundation but then they say certain things just to twist enough that's why i say it's 99 percent true one percent lie but the lie becomes the focus and they love saying see jesus said see jesus said and then they love trying to go back and trying to find the the origin definition but they twist it because they use it Excuse me, allergies are bad for me today. They twist it just enough so that you will believe the lie. That's all they need. And if you don't have a strong foundation, you're going to take that foundation nail that they're giving you and be like, oh, I like that. And you're going to put it right in yours. And if we're making our own foundation, it ain't going to last. As, you know, scripture says it's going, their, their words are going to, it's going to eventually fall. And it's going to lead them to destruction. And there's going to be lots of people who think they're following Jesus of the Bible, but they're really just made up their own religion. And they're going to go to hell if they don't understand that he is the only way. And they need to accept him as Savior. And that he didn't just die and become one with God. No, he died and rose again because he needed to defeat sin and death because you and I are a sinner. And the only way we can be with him in heaven is through him. That's it. Let's not be fooled, guys. Let's not let our families be fooled. Let's not allow our churches to be fooled. We need to grow. And we need to change. We need to follow God's word and be faithful to that. In Jesus' name, I, I'm going to pray, Lord. 
I pray that you move men today. I pray that you help men today, that you would help them to understand what it means to follow you and to be believers in Christ with you means to have a strong foundation. May today they build their foundation back on you. Start studying your scriptures. Start spending time reading. Even if it's just reading it every day, read something of God's word every day. Put cards out with verses that you can memorize or just read if you can't memorize. I struggle with memorizing, but just read. Know it. Spend time in prayer. Spend time with other men and believers that, that are walking the same path as you. Encourage one another. Don't be fooled so easily by the feel-good feels that the progressive movement is trying to put out there. Being all exclusive and open to anybody and everyone. We are supposed to love everyone because we want them to discover Christ. Not allow them to fall into the trap of hell. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do. I ask you to give me the courage to speak to others. In Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, have a blessed week. Hope this is encouraging, and I'll see you next time.